It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into Hold our on. interview. Wait a minute. Oh, well, it's the Takeover radio show. <laughs> Carla's still here today, but it's me again. Janabelle, your host of the Every Heart, Every Woman show, Takeover. Woo-hoo! I love it. I love it. Janice going to take over today, y'all. But before we jump into our interview, let's set the tone like we do with some worship music. This is free. It is from my CD entitled True Worship. Sit back and enjoy.
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Just go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Or you can go to my website, CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled the K and Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. And so I believe we have a takeover today. Is that right, Jana? We have a takeover. So Carla is still the host of the show. I'm just taking over today. It's a new year. Happy new year, everyone. So excited. We made it. Yes, 2021. Yes. It was a rough year, but we made it. So we're just excited yes. about that. So, Carla, hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I am great. How are you? I am doing good. I'm doing good. We've had a um, a very quiet uh, New Year's celebration. So it's 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 been good. Yeah, you know, how about right you? Now, I think quiet celebrations are an ex- Exciting things. So I am excited to say the same. A quiet one at home with my family. Everybody's healthy and safe. So we are good. Good, 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 good. Glad to hear it. Now, friend, because it's not just a show. This is my friend. This is my sister. Sister, what is going on? Tell me what's happening in your world. What's going on? Yeah. So I am working my way into a new role at the church at Highland Park United Methodist Church. I am now starting the new year 2021 as the Associate Director of Impact, focusing on cultural diversity. So I'm leaving behind my post as the worship leader, which I've been there for was going on now 17 years, really. Um, seven years as the full-time worship leader um, in Cornerstone at Highland Park United Methodist Church. And so, you know, tear, tear, sad, sad, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's funny to, after all of these years, think about moving into a new direction, but this new direction is really going to be a blessing. Exciting. Well, I think that kind of proves my first point that I had because I was thinking about this interview. And one thing with Carla has in her bios and, you know, when people ask about Carla, Carla always says that she's a normal mom. Mm -hmm. And I just think, how? What Maybe what do we need to describe what normal is? Because you just described all these things. You're not a normal mom, Carla. Tell me why, or I guess help me understand why you're a normal mom. Whatever. Well, I'm a normal... Yeah, no, 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 no. I am a normal. Well, I guess, yes, no, I am a normal mom. I say that. I put that in my bio. And that is true. I'm sticking by that. And and what I mean by that is, you know, I've been married for 20 years now and we have two children. Uh, Our oldest, Naomi, is at Stephen F. Austin University and our youngest, Roosevelt, is a junior in high school at Community High School. And so I'm a normal mom in the sense that you know, I do the normal things. I still cook the dinner. I still, I like chopping up onions and bell peppers and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, I like doing the dinner. Um, We still sit down as much as we possibly can with our schedules. We still sit down. I am married to the superintendent of community ISD. And so that job um, requires a lot. There's responsibilities there, but I do the normal mom stuff. You know, I'm at the games. I'm uh, cheering my kids on. 
family is first, but then I have all of this other fun stuff that I get to do, you know? So that's why I say I'm a normal mom. Yeah, that's, I'm sure all of our listeners right now are saying, yes, these are exactly all the same things that I do. I change yeah. jobs. I lead worship. I have a husband who's a superintendent. <laughs> but no, whatever your role is, whatever you're doing, you're wearing many hats because as moms do, I think that is encouraging to hear that no matter what you're doing, you can make that time. It's okay for you to stop and say, nope, my family comes first. We're going to sit down. We're going to have dinner. And it's hard, but, you know, be encouraged. You can make happen what you need to make happen. So go Carla and go other moms (laughs) out there. You're all doing a great job. You're doing a amazing job. However you make it work. We always say that. So everybody's family is going to look the same, look different. You know, everybody's not going to look the same. However you make it work, man, make it work. Do it. Be happy. Rosemary and I always say no matter what you're going to do, make sure that you are happy. And so we, you know, we we live by that. We have a happy family. So in that respect, I'm, I'm a normal mom and go go all normal moms, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. You're right. And you are, you guys are happy. Like you say, you make it work. Maybe you can't sit down every single night at the table, but you do it when you can. And so Mm -hmm. good job. Good job. Like I said, out there, normal moms, pat yourself on the back, whatever you're doing, you're doing a great job. So Carla, when did you realize that you were called to ministry? Because, you know, sometimes we do work in ministry, but when did you know, okay, no, this is not just something that I'm doing. This is something that I definitely feel like God is saying, I specifically have designed you to do this ministry. Yeah. But, you know, I, I grew up doing the normal. Well, I would say the normal things. We we always played church. I think a lot of people played church when they when they were younger. We uh, <laughs> played church and played, you know, the minister up there marrying people and, yep. you know, all of those fun things. So I always played church. I always wanted to get on our fireplace at my at our house to worship to sing. Uh, I tell that story often. So you could go back and listen to past radio shows about how I was so short. I could work my way on the fireplace, but I could not work my way down off the fireplace. So I kept splitting my forehead open, trying to get down from the fireplace. But I would get up there to sing and to worship. My mom always had Love Ministries, even before Love Ministries was an, an official 501c3 nonprofit. My mom was all my mom and my dad are always reaching out to young people. So we were always in ministry. Um, I always had the opportunity to write songs, to lead worship, to pray for people. All, you know, all of those elements of ministry and planning. I always had to do all the planning. I didn't like it, but I did it anyway. Um, I always, you know, had opportunities to plan and organize things and get things together. Um at Christmas time with Love Ministries, you know, that was always my baby, being able to wrap the gifts and organize that, get all the gifts for everybody and um, all that, all of those fun things. And, and today, Christmas time is probably my favorite at Love Ministries because we get to give all of these gifts away to families who otherwise wouldn't have anything. And these gifts are, you know, such a blessing. So all of those elements I always got to do. But when I was... I can't remember. I was. I remember I was in high school and I was at. I I grew up at Tyler Street uh, Christian Academy in Oak Cliff, Texas. Um, and I remember there was one time we were doing the spiritual emphasis week and we had these uh, ministers, a, a, a husband and wife team. 
they came and they did our week. And at the end of the week, they said, we believe that there are three people in here, three young people who are called to full-time ministry. And if you really feel burdened at this time that you're going to be called into full-time ministry, come up so that we can pray for you. And so really there... Honestly, it was like a burden, like something was impressed upon me, um, pressed down on me that I needed to go up for this. And so I went up to the front and years later, I've gotten the chance to meet um, that husband and wife team and thank them. They don't remember anything because they used to go around the schools and churches and, and pray for young people all the time. So I was just one of the many, but they were so excited to see to see my journey and to see that back then what they spoke over me and what they prayed over me and they prayed some very specific things in that prayer um, for me to go into full-time ministry and and for me to be a blessing uh, for people um, to live a life that would uh, that my ego would be you know pressed down and a lot of times in ministry those are the types of things we have to remember that we're telling ourselves you know, that this is not about our ego, that this is about lifting up the name of Jesus, that we are um, truly serving people with a a servant's heart. So um, in that prayer, you know, I, after that, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to do things, but I know that I'm returning back to Dallas and I'm returning and I'm going to go into full-time ministry. So let's, let's talk about this, this moment, because with this moment comes a lot of call and a lot of responsibility. And that means leadership now. So was this a fearful thing? Was this a scary thing? Were you like, no, I'm ready for this. I want this. Or like, what, what do you feel about leadership? What did you feel about it at that time versus now? Well, you know, at that time, what I'm doing now looks very different than what I had in my mind at that time. You know, I thought I'm going to come back and I'm going to serve at a little um, small church, you know, and, um, and that's only, that's what I had in my mind. I'll be in a little small church and I'll be, you know, leading the music and maybe teaching, you know, children's classes or what, you know, whatever. I had something totally different, uh, in mind. And so it wasn't weighty. I think if the Lord showed me then what I do now, I probably would have gone in the other direction. Um, because you know what, yeah, you know what I do now. Cause you know, I, of course started out, you know, in love ministries and getting all of that great, um, experience and then, uh, traveled with Kirk Franklin, um, for a period of time. And during that time, got a chance to sing for so many different, um, people. And so even that, if the Lord has shown me that season of my life, um, then I don't know that, you know, I, I would have made it because when you're in that kind of ministry, really, you have to be surrendered to the Lord because your life can go in so many different directions. When you get out on the road and you are ministering, um, there's more, more opportunities to do the wrong thing, honestly, if we are honest about it, there's so many open opportunities for you to do the wrong thing. But if you have a heart that is surrendered to the Lord, if you 
um, know who you are and know that you belong to Jesus Christ and that you are mirroring his character to the world and you're able to continue to be yourself. Um, so the Lord, of course, didn't show me all that back then. You know, if he had shown me that I was going to um, marry a superintendent and that we would get a chance to pray for people and to, you know, I get a chance to sing at all of these different um you know, organizations and different things around in the community and it blesses my life. But those kinds of things, if he had shown me the weighty things that I would do, um, I probably would have gone in, you know, I probably would have gone in, in another direction. But what I had in my mind was something that, oh yeah, I can definitely do this, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm just, that's just so great of our God. He is so loving and so faithful. And thank God that he doesn't give us more than we can handle at a time. Because honestly, like wow. you're saying, if I had known this, I was crazy enough to want to jump into it. Now, I would have messed it all up. But, <laughs> but thank God that, like he said, he gives you a little bit at a time. He gives you what you need at the right time. Because wow. like you said, it's weighty. You don't understand it. You have to go through things. So we just he we just serve such a loving and an amazing God, and that's again just an encouraging moment. That just to know that you may not see every piece of it, but God is already in the future, and He's with you through every step of it. So thank God for His timing and His grace and His mercy. So, I mean, you brought up a good point that you know doing ministry can get very weighty. Now, there's great benefits. Love it. There's great enjoyable moments. Like it really is some great moments, but there are also some hard moments, some dark moments and some weighty moments. Have those moments. Well, I think I already know the answer. I'm going to answer. I know those moments have made you question leaving the ministry because I already know that anybody that would say that it didn't, I question what you're going through because like the old song we used to hear, I've been running for Jesus, but I'm not tired yet. I can't say that. I've been tired. <laughs> I've been weary. I've been broke, but I didn't give up. So tell me about some of those times that when you felt weighted down and when you felt like leaving and you know, you felt like that's it. Today is my last day. How did you make it through those moments? Well, you know, conflict, I think, you know, brings up those moments for me. Um, different different time types of conflict or if someone does something that is is less than honorable or we find ourselves you know as a team in in a situation that's less than honorable those are the times that I I think okay am I truly called to do this or do I need to stop and um go work at the gas station or something like that I don't know um but <laughs> I'm not making it up. I completely understand. <laughs> you know, those those times. So conflict is, but conflict also, what, what I have had to learn and force myself to learn is that um, you are going to have conflict and there is always a way to work your way through things. Um, I believe that if we can all sit down and one of the things I think that we have lost sometimes in ministry is the ability to have empathy, to be in the other person's shoes and to understand how your actions really affect um, someone else. And right. so if you if we can get to the point where we can sit down and have a very open and honest conversation about um, how some of the things um make us feel and how, because I believe that, you know, your leadership doesn't, doesn't have to be 
um, I don't know, oppressive, Uh you know, to other people. I think we should be working to lift each other up. And so when we're not doing that and we find ourselves in these places of conflict, you know, those are always the, the times where I have to go back and I have to pray and say, Lord, am I truly called? And honestly, I can say that every time I I really feel like the Lord handles those questions very well and that he is able to repeat to us what he has said before. And he's able to speak over us who we are and we're able to work through things with people. And even if it's us, if it's, you know, if it's our actions that have caused this huge conflict and this huge um, I don't know, you know, everything is falling apart. Uh, in front of our faces, again, go back to the Lord and say, Lord, who am I? Who who did you call me to be? What area of, of ministry did you call me to serve in? And I promise you that the Lord will tell you again. He'll reveal it to you again. And, you know, scripture says that when you seek him, when you earnestly seek him with your whole heart, that he will be found by you. And so he will not hide himself. He will not hide his word for you, uh, from you. He will speak it over you again, and you can write it again down in your journal. I'm huge in journaling. You can write it down in your journal again. You can read it to yourself, read it um, morning, noon, and night, you know, pray it over yourself morning, noon, and night. And and those are the times that... um, Those are the times that when you need that word from the Lord and he re-speaks it to you again, that you can have that comfort and that peace and that you can keep going. Yeah, I love that you said that because we live in such a world and such a society that is blame somebody else or what did somebody else do or if they wouldn't have done this or whatever. And it's it's I mean, even though we may realize it, but it's rare that we come out and say I was the one wrong. Like you said, in mm-hmm. conflicts, there are times you have to look at yourself and say, OK, I caused that. I did that. And, you know, no, we don't enjoy that. Our flesh does not enjoy that. But there have been many times, especially if you're walking in Christ, you can't <laughs> you cannot just go around looking at everybody else like you read that Bible and you read it, but it will read you right back and mm-hmm. it will break you down and you have to take responsibility and. Of course, it doesn't feel good, but it's so good because we serve such a loving father that when he gives us those convictions and when he corrects us, it's not a feeling of condemnation. It's a, I love you. I'm giving you a chance to get it right. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you a chance to um, change, to ask for forgiveness, to go make it right with um, your family, with your friends or whatever. So, And the mm-hmm. other thing that I... I, I'll speak for me and I'll speak for you too, but I know a part of this, when it gets hard, it is a blessing when God brings those uh, the people around you. I know there have been many times when Carla and I always say you've talked to each other off the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> so many situations where we've had to say, all right, I'm struggling here or I'm messing up here or I'm about to walk out the door in, in everything, whether it's work or not, in just in ministry of every direction. So Thank God, like the word tells us, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed and healing has come. So, you know, God will provide those people in your life. You know, open your eyes, look around, see who you can get wise counsel from, see who you can talk to. So I know for me, that has been a great thing, even with my sister Carla here. Absolutely. But I guess, you know, we have just a few seconds before we go to break. Like what, what do you, what do you well, take? Well, on? I was going to say, you know, in any relationship, and when there's conflict, both parties have to say, what did I do to contribute to this? That is, and and we hate to do that, you know, 
Um, the first relationship that you have to, if you're in a marriage relationship, when conflict comes you, and you feel like it's the other person's fault and it may be the other person's fault, the first person you have to look at is you and say, what did I do to contribute to this? And I'm telling you that is hard, but that is a part of being a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ. And I love that you brought up that you always have to have a team around you, people that hold you up, people that speak into your life, people that encourage you. It's it's so important to have. Well, we're going to take a quick break, guys. Do not leave. Come right back. We're going to take a break. Heart Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Well, welcome back. Carla Nivens is the host of the show, but it is the takeover first Sunday of 2021. I am your host today, Janabelle Stewart. So happy to be here with Carla Niven. She didn't leave me unattended. <laughs> We're here together. And I want to bring up a good thing. It is the beginning of the year. Happy New Year to everyone. It's the time when everyone's doing, yeah, resolutions and everyone is looking for a new devotional. So I just want to bring up a quick thing. My friend Carla Nivens wrote a devotional book. It is, you can get it at Amazon or where else can you get it, Carla? It's True Leaders with Heart. It's by Carla Nivens. It's a daily devotional. It's good. It's not too weighty where you can't read it with your whole family. But tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so True Leaders with Heart, this was a book that I did last year. We, we uh, You helped me, actually. I worked for you on that on that program. When you, <laughs> she, me, she was bossing me around. That's why I say I worked for her okay, on that I show. That when we, time, not just on a book. That's our norm. <laughs> that is true. Each other, so don't miss I need to be bossed. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I welcome that in my life. She gets me, too. <laughs> She gets me. <laughs> yeah, so True Leaders with Heart, it has 53 weekly meditations. Um, and so, like Jana said, they are quick enough to read in the morning uh, when you're on your way out, just to help you keep your gaze and your focus on the Lord. It just helps you just to meditate on the things that we really need to keep us moving forward in life. So it's available anywhere you buy books. You can also go to my website, CarlaNivens.com to get it. If you want one straight from me um, and you want me to sign it or write, write you something in it, you can get it straight from me. But you can also, because you can download it on your tablet and all that kind of stuff through Amazon and Ooh, through Barnes technology. and Noble. Ooh. <laughs> right. I like it. Yes. Get it. Go and get that book. Get it for a friend. It will encourage your life. Absolutely. Get it. Okay. So COVID just happened. We had a lot of downtime. That's my excuse for saying this. But I started picking up more books. I am a, I love clearing sales. I love to buy books. So I have shelves and shelves of books that are just sitting there looking pretty for no reason. So I decided it's time. You have time on your hands. Pick up some books. So I have been trying to pop out like every 10 days a different book. And I've been really enjoying it. And I'm liking different genres. So 
one book. Now, I, I haven't sat down to just read this whole thing. This is more of my weekly book. I go through it. No, we are not. This is not a commercial. We're not getting any money from this, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it. The Tony Evans Bible Commentary, I yes. absolutely love. Yes. yes. And I know you have one, too. So we're just yes. bringing that up because we're looking at books that we were like, what books are you reading right now? What are you looking at? And even though we're not like picking it up like a novel, like it's an everyday type thing. You can go in and find something. And it's so amazing. Yeah. There are so many nuggets as you're reading through your you know, your week, your daily scriptures and, and all of that, you can flip through this commentary and also, and just get more wisdom. That's what we're all looking for. You know, we, we want more of the Lord's heart. We want to know what, um, what he's called us to be and, you know, who he's called us to be in the world. This commentary will, will help you do that. Yes. So I went back, like, I, I'm looking at an old book, Right now, I'm finishing the Joy Love Club. It's such an old book. It even has a movie. But I'm like, I'm trying to get some classics. But what other books? Like, what are you doing right now? What books are you reading? One one other book that I am reading is by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And she's one another one. I've talked about her, her so many times on the show. Yes. She will really help you with your with your thought life. That's that yes. is her calling to help you to learn how to think and how to um how to, you know, being in control of your emotions. I need that as a creative. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's put out one that's called 101 Ways to Be Less Stressed, Simple Self-Care Strategies to Boost Your Mind, Mood, and Mental Health. And so her, her books are always packed with so many different things, but this one is kind of pared down. So that you can read it, you can carry it, you know, in your purse or in your bag. It's kind of small. Um, one that I'm on now is called Be Open and Honest with Your Intentions. I love that for 2021. Um, one of the things that I'm really focusing on. So that's that's another one I'm reading. Okay. Any other books? The last one I'm reading um, is for is going to be for my new role here. I'm I'm very excited about it, and I'm teaching a class on it in January that anybody can sign up for, and I hope that everyone will. Um, it's through Highland Park United Methodist Church, but it doesn't have you don't have to you know be a member of the church to join us, and we're doing it for four weeks beginning. Um, January 13th, I believe. And the book is called Stronger Together, Weaker Apart, Powerful Prayers to Unite Us in Love. It's by Dr. Tony Evans. And I've been just scouring through this book and it is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that in this new role, what I have said is that in bringing cultural diversity um, to our uh, congregation and to the forefront of our congregation, that this is a marathon, not a uh, not a sprint. So this is not going to happen, you know, overnight. And I believe that this book is a great place really for us to start. And it is rooted in prayer, is rooted in scripture, is rooted in bringing, um, so it's giving us some strategies to bring diverse cultures together. So I'm very excited about this study. I have um, a couple of friends, I won't tell you who they are, like they're they're, they're very secret, but we are working on a way to, as we go through this class together, go through this book together to bring this book um, to life. Okay. Now let's back up just a moment because you said this new role and you kind of mentioned that at the top of the show, mm -hmm. but everybody, we know you well as the worship leader of the 
Cornerstone service at Holland Park United Methodist Church. Yes. But so that means you're not singing anymore. Well, you know, I'm I'm telling everyone. So singing, of course, will continue to be a huge part of my life and my role um, in, in, you know, in my personal life as well and in my role at the church. But um, I am so excited to do something new. So everyone, I think, you know, we all get to the point that we're like, we want to step out and we, we want to do take on a new role. We want to use some more of our gifts. Um, usually I have, you know, 50,000 jobs so that I can get to do all of the fun things that I really like to do. So really in this one job, I'm going to get to do some more things. And so this role really is in our, what we called our outreach department and um, we're rebranding it as the impact department and our outreach department you know, is where we do our mission trips, which you all know I love mission trips. And we do, you know, all of our partnerships and and our um, outreach where we're reaching out to uh, from our church to all of our outreach partners. And now we are adding um, cultural diversity to our outreach department. And I get to head up that department and dream. And our outreach department is so wonderful. I've talked about them for years and talked about how hard they work and all of the different programs that they bring to people and all of the value that they add to our congregation. So um, I'm number one excited to be joining one of the best teams at the church. I mean that, and I can say that and with a huge smile, because they are just one of the best teams at the church. So I'm excited to be joining with a team that's already wonderful. And hopefully I can do my part to um, to continue it, you know, moving forward. Okay. So we know that you've been at Holland Park for a minute. So mm-hmm. why is this such a special place to you? Why is it so good to still be doing ministry, a different aspect of ministry, even with them? Yeah. You know what? I I believe that even at work, that if there is any possible way for it to feel like home and for it to feel like family, you know, in in um, in Holland, in in the band and Cornerstone band, we really grew to into a family and we are a family of different cultures, different ethnicities, different races. you know, men and women. And so we, we, and we had a road for us to get there. I mean, we didn't just walk into the church and just, you know, we didn't have any fighting and we were just loving each other. We would just work together, you know, without a problem. You're telling too much. (laughs) No, (laughs) we had to travel to where we are today. And so um, there are some things that we learned. and, And one of the things that we learned is that, Number one, our ego has to be surrendered to the Lord, that we all have to say we are doing our very best. We're not 100% every single day, but we are doing our very best um, to cultivate a close relationship, a personal close relationship between ourselves and the Lord. And as we do that, and as we surrender our lives to Christ, we found that we could come together, that we could see, um, understand each other's lives that we could, you know, kind of understand each other's viewpoint in life, that we could share very uh, intimate things about our lives and and learn to love each other. And we, you know, we we talk about politics. 
um, in the band. We used to talk about those difficult things. We talked about race. We talked about politics. You know, we we would have some discussions and we would come out of the room still family, still loving each other. So right. it it is possible, you know, it because we're thinking, we're looking at our world today and thinking there is no way to bring together different, you know, cultures and different races of people. Well, the good news is the Lord created all of us and we are all his children. So obviously he wants us to celebrate our diversity, but he wants us to do it together, you know, as family. And so there, there's a way for, for us to do this. And I'm, I'm, I'm beyond excited to be able to do that at Highland Park. And Highland Park is such a special place because it is, it is my home. You know, my, my family is there. And so even like Jenna, like the question you asked me before, when you go through different um, conflicts and you go through different trouble and you go back to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, repeat it to me again. He repeats, this is your home. This is where, you know, your roots are here and this is where you should be and you should continue to grow and thrive in ministry in there. And so I'm excited to be able to do, um, to do this, you know, for, for the congregation, for the church. Okay. So this means you're going to be doing multiple classes. Like once this is done, what can we look forward to? Yeah. Once this is done, then yes, we, we will have some opportunities to serve, you know, together. One of the things that in, in this class that I'm very excited, there's one week we're going to study uh, empathy in, in, in the book, um, scripturally, we'll, we'll study empathy. And that's one of the things that I think is dif- uh, difficult for us, especially now in America. Um, we're used to living our lives in one way and we see it from our perspective. Well, what the Bible really wants us to do t- in order to achieve unity is to step into someone else's shoes. And so there is a biblical way to do that. And, there, and, the, and the Bible gives us a, um, a process to be able to do that. So I'm very excited about that week that we're going to be studying empathy. And um, as we do that and we begin to practice how to have difficult conversations, what we call difficult, I think we should stop saying some things are difficult. I think when we get into these conversations, the thing is, we need to remember that we are coming, both coming from a place of love. And as we do that, we'll stop being able to say that these conversations are difficult, but we're gonna enter into some deep and meaningful conversations, especially on that week of empathy. And then um, as we finish this study, we'll be able to serve together. We'll be able to have you know, conversations and do life together. And yes, there will be more classes to follow. Well, I mean, obviously, we've already established our love for Tony Evans and everything that he puts his hands on. So yeah. the fact that you're doing that book is already exciting to me. So when does this class start? I believe it starts January 13th. Um, and you can sign up on Highland Park's website. So you go to hpumc.org. It is under the Life Resources tab um, in the Bible study section. And so it it will be four weeks. And I will say that it is a virtual. And, and um, so and it's from 1145 to one. So like on your on your lunch break um, each week, you'll have the opportunity to really see this book come to life um, for you. And you'll also have the opportunity to respond. You'll be able to talk. There will be conversation um, going on. So um 
you you'll be able to not only take in things, but you'll be able to participate as well. Okay, so good. It's not too late. I still have time to sign up. So again, tell me again. I go to hpumc.org and look where? Mm -hmm. And you go on to the life resources tab and under the life resources tab, go to Bible study, Bible studies. And it is under, it's listed under the Bible studies. Okay. Now, did I hear you say this is a virtual class? So I don't have to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's already my favorite. Right there. Yes. Yes. Now, no, we are in the age of COVID. You also know we all have to, we have all had to adjust ministries to be able to continue. You know, we don't want things to stop just because, um, you know, we can't meet together in large groups. So it is, it is virtual and, um, and, and hopefully easy for you to sit there, eat your lunch, you know, at your desk and, and join in with us for four weeks. Right, because you said it's 11.45 to 1 o'clock, so that's perfect mm-hmm. lunchtime. So I can just lunchtime. join right in and not miss work, <laughs> and I can still, right. you know, get what I need. So what, right. what day is it on? Is it every day for four weeks? Mm-hmm. It, no, it's on Wednesdays. Wednesday. Every Wednesday for four weeks. I'm glad you asked that question. I should have said that. Every Wednesday for four weeks. Okay, so that's something that's very doable. So I have time to read and get my work done on Wednesdays to make that lunchtime. And especially if I'm working from home or even if I go into the office, I love that. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. So, and you said we don't have to be members of this church. We can, anybody can come in. So that means it's virtual. So I could be in Alaska. There you go. Join in. Yes, you could be anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So that's good to know. You can tell a friend, you can look, you can get a, be a part of this class. I mean, I, I'm excited all about it. Okay. And like you said, it's a good book. We know it's going to be good because it's Tony Evans. So then, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're already in right there. Yes. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Good. All right. So what else about this role? So what else? So you're going to be teaching classes. So what, what does this mean? What else is going to change? And what else should we be looking for? Yes. So one of the things that the outreach department has already been working on is um, the the idea of us going on some civil rights pilgrimages. And I am so excited about this. Yes. So we're going to be taking these journeys where we are learning, um, you know, taking these journeys with different races and different cultures of people. So it won't just be the same, you know, same type person on on one trip. Um, this is going to be diversity in mind on these trips. So you're going to be taking these trips and you're going to be learning from other people, but also learning some history and some and maybe completing some gaps in in history that maybe we didn't all get, mm-hmm. but also being able to see history in person. So you're going to take it in, you know, with your eyes. And also you will be surprised how much you will take um, some things in in your heart and some things about our history will break your heart. And you will come away from these trips thinking there is a role for me to play, Um, you know, in in bringing in bringing uh, about unity in America. I truly believe that this is what the Lord would have us to do now. Now, we've all watched in 2020, we've seen all of these disturbing images right, right. You know, on TV. And so many people are asking the question, 
okay, now what? What should I do? What can I do? Um, Is this my fight? Should I be doing something? And the answer is, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you are doing your best to be a deeply devoted follower of Jesus Christ, then yes, the answer is yes, you have a role to play. And as the church, as the body of Christ, that's why I'm so excited that Highland Park United Methodist Church is is stepping out in this way and saying, we think cultural diversity is um, in line with what God would have for us as Christians and what God would have for our church. And we're going to um, step out and we're going to actually do this. And so, and we've placed someone in this role to help us, you know, in these efforts. And so as the body, as the unified body of Christ begins to um, get this right, as we begin to build relationships across cultures and across different races, we will be able to say to the world, listen, this truly is possible. It's possible. We don't have to live our lives separate from each other. Um, It is possible to love and to extend love and to open our lives and open our hearts to others. and, and, you know, in Highland Park, we want to do our part in the world as being examples. That's what the Lord has called us to do. And I said earlier that we are supposed to mirror God's heart to the world. And, and this is a part of doing that. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, we do act with surprise sometimes that when we're the body of Christ is up doing stuff, but that's, that's our job where, you know, our hands and feet are to reach out and to love mm-hmm. one another. And I, I love the whole idea, like you said, taking some of these trips. I know for me, I am one of those people who that's, I learned best if I can consume it in every way. Like I can think back to some certain spots or places that I've been that it made a huge difference for me in my life and just the way I, my outlook on life and in my walk with God and in, even in my culture, like I, I really have enjoyed seeing these things and, and understanding it from a different perspective. So I am super excited that you will be a part of this. And like you said, the outreach, we got to get out there and reach out to one another and bring yes. some understanding to what has happened so that we can move forward. So mm-hmm. thank God for that. Thank God for this new role that you're taking and and just for, like you said, giving us another way to extend our hands and our feet to actually get up and do something. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of people say we're going to pray about it, which we do. And like that is my first defense on everything. And I I mean, anybody can pray like you don't need a gathering for that. Anybody can pray. You don't have to have open doors for that. Anybody can pray. But okay, now that we're done with our prayer, what action is God having us to step out? So. And a lot of times, like you said, some people just need that guidance. Well, let me tell you something. I've enjoyed myself today. Um, I will have to say I may be taking over again. Uh, for the Take show. over any time. That is fine. Take over any time. I love, no, I, Jenna, I love it when you are on the show. So, you, hey, you can take over any time. I'm not standing in your way. Of doing Y'all hear that? that? Okay, I'm coming back. It's me again, coming back. So I, I will love be here. It. Now, of course, I love being here. I love being on the show. Um, again, like I said, it's not a hard thing, especially because Carla and I are friends. We're sisters. We're family. Her mom's my mom. My mom is her mom. Like, we're family right. now. And I just brought up moms and made me think about your mom's ministry, love ministries. I'm always excited because, like you said, she's been doing that. That's not something she just came up with and thought, oh, we'll do this this weekend. Like her heart is truly there. Tell me, just give me a quick 
like 10 seconds about love ministry or however many seconds about it. Yeah. So, so love ministries, what we're trying to do is to build leaders who are equipped to reach back and help others. That is what love ministries does. So we have weekly programming and uh, right now our weekly programming of course is uh, virtual. And uh, if you need any information about them, if you have any kind of questions, reach out to us at loveministriesbuilds.org. Um, you can also go to my website, carlanivens.com. I will say that I want to say to you, Jana, because I know our time is running short. I want to say that Jana uh, Bell is one of the people who are behind the show. So like today she's on the show, but she's always working behind the, the scenes and, and helping me in Carla Nivens Entertainment. So I want to thank you so much. I also want to thank um, Greg Muslakovich. He has stepped into yeah. uh, the role as the engineer. So He's also working behind the scenes, Blue 13 uh, production. So, um, you know, I, I want to thank uh, both of you all. And so as we end out 20, uh, our first show for 2021, um, we want you to have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. Loved being here. It was my pleasure. Thank mm-hmm. you.